Good morning. Morning, morning, morning. Thanks for joining us this morning. Merry Christmas to you, your family. I hope yesterday was a great day. I hope today's a great day. Um, I, I, my, my hope is that you were able to celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. And we celebrate that on Christmas. And it's just this beautiful gift that we have, a gift filled with joy, hope, love, and peace. And so um, I hope that you got to enjoy that during your, your Christmas day yesterday and that you got to eat yourself stupid. Amen. Nothing like it. That's a gift from God, isn't it? Great food, great drink, great friends. That is a gift from Him, and I hope and pray that you got to experience that and enjoy that gift, and that didn't just end worshiping the food, uh, but instead your thankfulness rolled right up to Him, and you were able to thank Him for that precious gift that He's given you. So um, I did, and I will continue to do that. So I'm looking forward to the next couple of days, actually. So, so much for that diet I've been on. All right, anyway, um, just kind of dribbling here for a couple minutes so that people can keep vlogging on. Um, while people jumping on saying hello and stuff. Take, take your Bible, go to Ephesians 1. While you're turning there, just a couple of things. Obviously, this isn't our typical online type of service. Uh, usually, we'll have our full worship set and then a preaching message. I'm not going to preach. I'm going to kind of teach this morning and then set you loose. Um, I'm not going to sing for you either because I love you and I don't want you to unlog off. Unlog off? Log off? I don't Unlog off would be log on, I guess, but uh, we don't want you to go anywhere. How's that? Um, so, <laughs> uh, I won't sing. Instead, we'll throw some links up later uh, at the end of this where you can jump onto some of our websites and different things where you can listen to some of the worship sets uh, that we've posted previously if you would find that encouraging. Some other things we'll, we'll post as well. Um, again, Ephesians chapter 1, if you're not there yet, if you're just joining us, love you. Thanks for being here. Let me um, address the elephant in all of our rooms since you're there and I'm here. Um, obviously, this is unique. Um, we had to make a very difficult decision about this weekend. Um, I promise you it was painstaking and, and filled with agony. Um, but um, as we made the decision and as uh, the elders prayed about it and then made the decision and then began to see things unfold from that, uh, we just received a lot of confirmation uh, that this was probably the best thing for us. Um, so that being said, let me say this. There are dozens um, of people who are wrestling with sickness right now. Now, admittedly, not all of it's COVID. Most of it's COVID. Um, and so I want to encourage you to be praying for those within our church family uh, and, and those who, who um, are our church family know uh, that are wrestling with this. Please be praying that the, so far we, we haven't heard anything extreme. Uh, we're praying it remains that way. A lot of mild symptoms. We're praying that remains. Um, but pray that people get the rest they need and able to get back up on their feet. Um, and keep your ears open. If you hear of a need, let us know. Um, we'd love to run to that, all right? All right, so there's, there's that elephant. Ephesians chapter 1, keeping an eye on the time here because I don't want to go for too, too long here. Ephesians chapter 1, let me uh, pray. <laughs> let me pray, and then let me read the text. Father, thank you for a chance to gather. Thank you for technology. Thank you for my brothers and sisters who are with us right now. I pray that you would use our time in your word to encourage us, to drive towards knowing you better, to be refreshed in our understanding of what the preciousness of the gift is that we have. I pray for those who are at home right now who are sick. Father, I pray that you would give them rest, give them comfort. I pray their bodies would fight whatever virus they have, whether it be COVID or not, and that you get them back up on their feet here soon and, and, and able to join us again. We continue to pray for your wisdom to know as a church family how we should respond to these things. I pray you would give us both uh, humility, kindness, love for other people, 
uh, and, and Father, a willingness to make hard decisions even when it costs us. So may we do that and do that with integrity. Now, God, I ask you take this time um, and use it in our hearts and in our lives to bring you the greatest glory possible. For it's in Jesus' matchless name and through the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So Ephesians chapter 1. Let me read our text. To, uh, to, I am having a word thing. So this ought to be awesome. Coffee always helps that. <laughs> More caffeine always makes my words just flow together better. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 says this. This is why. Since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of His calling, what is the wealth of His glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of His power toward us who believe, according to the mighty working of His strength. He exercised this power in Christ by raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens, far above every ruler and authority, power and dominion, every title given, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. He subjected everything under his feet, and he appointed him as head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all things uh, in in every way. So this is Paul's prayer for his Ephesian brothers and sisters. And this is going to be my theme for 2022. This is going to be my prayer for you, my prayer for myself. And that prayer is wrapped up in verse 17. I am praying that God would give you the spirit, the Holy Spirit of wisdom and revelation would would come upon you and you would grow in your knowledge of who God is. You would get to know God better. You would grow in the knowledge of of Him. That's going to be our our theme for 2022. We want you to know Him better. Spurgeon says that when you plunge yourself into this knowledge of who God is, you you come out on the other side refreshed and and reinvigorated. And and Paul seems to agree with that. Uh, We're going to trace what Paul says. And I I think you're going to see that that Paul is certainly agreeing with that, that sentiment. When Paul says, I want you to grow in the knowledge of him, he's not saying, you know, I want you to grow in the, um, the abstract knowledge of him, right? Um, so, for example, I, I could tell you how a, a, a um, engine, I couldn't even think what the word was, forget telling you how it works. I can tell you how an engine works, kind of. I mean, I know the basic concepts of it. I certainly couldn't rebuild an engine. I couldn't take one apart. I certainly couldn't get to go back together once I took it apart. But abstractly, I could tell you, I know how an engine, I know how electricity works. I flip a switch, the light turns on. Ha ha, see, electricity, it works. Um, Paul's not saying, I want you to know God in this abstract way. Like, I, I have this fuzzy concept that God exists. And he's saying, no, no, no. I want you to know him by experience. That's what this knowledge word means. It means an experiential understanding of who God is. And and Paul says, listen, if you know God like that, if you grow in your knowledge of him, you're going to have these aha moments. The lights are going to come on, going back to the lighting, the the, the flipping the switch, uh, and it's going to change your life forever. I was trying to figure out some um, aha moments in our lives that may have changed our lives forever. Um, There's a lot. I mean, you think about the the iPhone, you you think about computers, uh, you, you think about lights. Um, I, I think all of us have experienced one, and that's when we were as a toddler, when we first learned how to open a door, 
right? I mean, if you're a parent and you have toddlers, you know that changes their lives forever. Actually, what you know is it changes your life forever. Because once that little bugger learns how to turn a doorknob, he's turning every doorknob and opening every door no matter where it leads. So be careful. But, but that, that, that knowledge of being able to open a door and turn the doorknob and the result, I mean, that changes everything. That's an aha moment. And, and similarly, much more significantly, though, uh, that's what Paul's saying is when you grow in the knowledge of who God is, things change for you. It changes how you live. And so specifically, he continues on. He says, I'm praying that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. We're, Lord willing, if I remember, we're going to come back to that word. That they're enlightened so that you may know, first of all, what is the hope of his calling. He says, listen, when you grow in the knowledge of who God is, you come to a better understanding of, of what this hope is that you have. We just spent the last four weeks talking about the hope that we have in, in verses 1 through 14. Our, our place in Christ, in Him, in Jesus, in the beloved, has led us to the place where we have received this incredible gift of salvation, which is marked by adoption, redemption, forgiveness, inheritance, and a sealing of the Holy Spirit. Those things have been given to you. They're, they're yours already. It's not like you're waiting for them. They're, they're already yours. Um, and, and what you realize is God is for you in Jesus Christ. When you fully understand the hope you have been called to, it changes the way you live. It's the, the, the change of your perspective, right? And so no matter what blows up next to you, if you know the hope you've been called to, it changes how you respond to that. It changes your reaction. And, and, and it, it also um, changes the, the, the thought process, the fear level, the anxiety level. All of those things uh, are, are changed when you understand the hope. I think one of the greatest Old Testament pictures of this uh, is uh, uh, Caleb, Joshua and Caleb, right? Two of the 12 spies that went to take a look at the promised land, they came back. And, and when Caleb reported, everybody except for Joshua uh, doubted that, that God would give them the land that he had promised them. You find that story in Numbers chapter 13. So these 10 other dudes came back and they're like, not a chance. But Caleb's like, yes, let's go. Let's do this. Let's go in. And, and, and it's weird when you consider that, right? I mean, he saw the same land the other 10 saw. He saw, saw the, the same big dudes that were going to defend their land as the other 10 guys saw. But, but what he did was he looked at that promised land through the lens of the light of truth of what God had promised. This is your land. I'm going to give it to you. So Caleb fully understood the hope that was his. Nothing was going to keep God from keeping his promises. And, and so although it looked difficult, he had this hope, not this who hope so, he had this confident understanding of what was to come. And he said, because of that, let's go. Because of that, let's go. When you understand the hope that we have been called to, when you understand that the end has already been written, that the victory has already been won, it changes the way you navigate the life that you're living today. Um, I'm fully aware of the fact that I said I wasn't going to preach, but here I am, full on preaching. So, whoops, occupational hazard, right? So, one of the pictures of, of this that I, I like to refer to is... is um, <laughs> Uh, years ago, uh, it was VCR, so that's years ago, years ago, uh, there was a football game that was on Sunday evening that I wanted to watch, but I had a church meeting, maybe even a church service, I don't remember. And so we, we uh, recorded uh, the football game, you know, and I turned the TV off, pushed the button, I mean, it was one of those dial TVs, pushed the button and set the VCR so it was recording, and then we went to church, and we came home. 
And the plan was I was going to, okay, it was cool. The game's over, rewind the, the tape, and then I was going to watch the football game. And I was like, cool beans, can't wait. So I'm getting a, a Coke, getting ready to sit down and watch it, and I turn on the TV, tube TV again, clunk, and the, the light slowly comes from the middle, right? And some of you younger ones are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm old. So, and the TV comes on, and as it as it expands out, the first thing they show is final score. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. That was the only thing I saw. Now, I'd love to say that was it, and I let, uh, I let my wife, like I was going to let her. My wife and I watched what she wanted to watch, but instead, no, I rewound the tape, and I watched the football game. But I'll tell you what, it wasn't exciting. I, I knew who was going to win. So I couldn't get all that riled up about anything because I knew who was going to win. Uh, my team went down by 14, so they're going to come back. They're going to win by three. I saw, I saw the final score. This is what Paul is saying. He's like, I am praying that your, the eyes of your heart would be enlightened so you can know the hope of his calling, that you could know the end score already. Because when you understand that, it changes your perspective and it gives you the ability to stay fully confident, knowing that, man, we're his. And in the end, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. So he's praying that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened so we would know the, the hope of his calling, but also that we would know what is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Um, this one's tricky because I think sometimes we read that we might know the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints. We're like, sweet, that's right. We talked about that, right? We have an eternal inheritance that is kept in heaven, reserved for us. God himself is holding it. It will never lose. And, and, and that's the inheritance from earlier in this chapter. Paul says, no, 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 this is a different inheritance. He's saying, I want you to have the eyes of your heart opened, enlightened, so that you could understand that God himself has an inheritance. God God looks forward to this inheritance that you also look forward to, but his inheritance is us, (laughs) his saints, his children. How in the world can that be possible? Well, first and foremost is because if you are in Christ... He sees you in the righteousness of His Son. He doesn't see you in your sin. And that's, um, that's mind-boggling. And so what Paul is saying is, I want you to understand and, and understand and, and comprehend the wealth of His glorious inheritance in the saints. I want you to, to be like parents who are, are sitting on the outside of the, the play circle as your little munchkins are playing with their new Christmas toys and they're just... They're just giggling and laughing. They're just overjoyed with what you've given to them for Christmas. They're, they're just, they're just. I mean, you know those good belly laughs that the kids have? Those are my favorite videos to watch. They just crack me up. And, and, but they're doing that because it's, it's such a sweet delight to know that mom and dad gave them this gift, the thing that they wanted, the thing, the thing that even though they didn't, may not have known they wanted it, they now understand that, that mom and dad knew best. And when they gave them that gift, it is far better than anything they could have ever asked for. And, and much like that, God delights in you if you're his child. God delights in me. And if we would just appreciate that value that God places on us, that he delights in us, that, that God enjoys us as his kid. That would change the way we live, wouldn't it? Uh, so, so think about the times. There's two specific times in the New Testament where uh, the voice of God the Father is heard from heaven <clears throat> um, saying, this is my beloved son 
um, in whom I'm well pleased. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. It, 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 was, it was God saying, this one's mine and I'm proud of him, so you better pay attention. Just imagine for a moment walking into the presence of the Almighty God and him saying, this was my beloved son or this is my beloved daughter. And if you're in Jesus, there's no need to sneak in the back door. He's going to bring you into his presence. And as Zephaniah 3.17 says, and a number of us here love that verse, that he is going to rejoice over you with singing. If you would understand the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints, if you would understand that, that God doesn't just love you out of necessity, that he accepts you because of what Jesus did, that even might like you. If you could understand that, how does that change the way you live? <laughs> so Paul says, man, I am praying that the eyes of your heart are enlightened so that you would more fully understand God takes delight in you. I'm praying that the eyes of your heart would be more fully enlightened, verse 19, so that you might know what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the mighty working of his strength that he exercised this power in Christ by raising him from the dead and sitting at his right. I mean, this is, this is, this is Paul. Again, this is another run-on sentence. So in our English versions, there's a lot of uh, um, uh, periods and commas. I couldn't think of the word. Yikes. Punctuation put in here so that we, it's easier to read. But this is just a run-on sentence. Paul is just building and building and building. He says, I want you to fully understand this, this greatness of the power that's available to you. And the first thing he goes to, if you would fully understand the power of the resurrection. <laughs> I mean, do you? Do you? I, I, I don't. Okay, so just none, I don't think any of us really fully understand the, the, the length that God went to to demonstrate that power. But what I do know is that if Jesus had remained dead, um, like any other teacher or prophet, um, his death would have meant nothing more than yours or mine. Um, every claim that he, he had made would have meant nothing, right? And humanity would still be without hope of being saved from sin. But, but the moment that Jesus Christ walked out of the tomb, everything that Jesus claimed was finally and fully and unquestionably vindicated, right? I mean, just a few to throw at you. In Romans 1, um, it says that, that God raised his son. It, it, it proves that Jesus is the son of God. He is who he, he said he was. Because Jesus was risen from the dead, because Jesus was resurrected, our justification is made complete, Romans 4 tells us. Our reconciliation with God is accomplished, Romans 5 and, and Colossians 1 tells us. Sin's been defeated. <clears throat> Death has been conquered forever. That's 1 Corinthians 15. Um, because Jesus has, has risen from the dead, he's alive and acting on our behalf, as he, just like he promised he would in Romans 8. And here, here in Ephesians 1, because he's been risen from the dead, because he has um, been the object of God's power, and we've been able to see it, God has raised him and, and seated him at the right hand of the most honored and cherished position uh, in, in the kingdom. And he is far above everything else. There isn't another name. There isn't another power. There isn't another authority. There isn't another position that rises to the same level of Jesus. Jesus is over all of those things. Nothing even comes close to him. And, and, and this is something we got to understand. This power, if we would understand, have the eyes of our heart enlightened, that this power is for us. 
Now, I am not saying that we can heal people. I'm not saying that we can raise people from the dead. I'm not saying that we are given this power to make much of ourselves. I'm not saying that we are, are, are able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. What I am saying is that he has given us this power. And as you read through the rest of the book of Ephesians, you'll find out why. Ephesians is filled with commands. And we're given this power so that we can, well, the first command, walk worthy of the calling to which we've been called. We're given this power so we can walk with humility, gentleness, patience, and love. I'm just going to run through a list here. So we're given this power so we can maintain the unity of the Spirit, that we can renew our minds. We're given this power so we speak truth at all times to our neighbors. We're given this power so we can be angry, but not sin. <laughs> we're given this power so we can not let the sun go down on our anger. We're given this power so we are able to not let unwholesome words come out of our mouth. We're given this power so that we can put away the bitterness and wrath and anger that's just just sitting there trying to conquer us. We're given this power so we can be kind to one another. We're given this power, husbands, so that you can love your wives. We're given this power, wives, so that you can submit to and respect your husbands. We're given this power, children, to obey your parents. We're given this power, children, even if you're an older child, to honor your parents. We're given this power to stand firm. So that, that's just some of them. There's a ton, and that's where we're going in the series. We're given all of these different commands. How in the world are we supposed to do this? By understanding that this power, the immeasurable greatness of his power, is working in us. How are we supposed to do this? By knowing him better. By knowing him better. Let me, let me go back, like I said I would. Verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know the hope of his calling. What is the wealth of his glorious inheritance and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power? I want you to have the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. So that word enlightened is an awesome word. Um, some versions use opened. Um, I, I think one of the, and actually, I'm sorry, since I have my, um, my computer open right here, I, I want to make sure that I give you a couple other words that it could be too. Oh, here we go. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Enlightened. Oh no. Enlightened. Oh, here we go. New Living Translation. Flooded with light. Um, focused and clear. The, the Greek word there, enlightened, and I should have just gone with this and not read that. Sorry. <clears throat> the Greek word uh, is the same word that is used for a military leader who stands over his troops and evaluates them before they go to battle. It's the same word that's used for the official review um, for the soldiers to make sure they're prepared for what lies ahead. And what Paul says is, I love your faith. I love for your love for all the saints. I never stop giving thanks for you. But I am praying that God would allow you to know him better and that the eyes of your heart would be opened as you review these things, the hope that is yours, that the fact that God really does love you and delights in you and the immeasurable power, the greatness of his power that is in you as you walk forward into what you're being called to. When you know him better, you know that you live a life that's marked by hope because the end has already been written. And it allows you to live today in light of the final victory. 
When you know him better, you know that, that God loves you and even likes you and that your relationship with him is, in fact, firm and not because of anything you've done, but because of what's been done for you. When you know him better, you know uh, the power he loves to demonstrate that resurrection power so that when you walk through the rest of Ephesians and you walk through each day, you know you're not alone. You know that God promises strength for each moment of each day. That's what we have here. That's Paul's prayer for us. So before I pray and, and kind of close this out, uh, in the comments below, um, also you can find this if you're not on Facebook, you can find this on our website at utown.org slash resources. Um, it's a sermon discussion guide. Now, Pastor Jeff puts this out every week. So this is available every week. So if you see this, you're like, wow, this is, this is fascinating. I want to use this. It, it is available at utown.org uh, slash resources every week on our website. So you can um, make your way there and just grab that, okay? Uh, today, I, I tinkered with it a little, so I hope Pastor Jeff forgives me. <laughs> I just changed the focus of, of how we wanted to use it. So, um, oops. Um, he's out of town. We'll be okay. Um, and I'll tell him <laughs> later. Um, so, if you would take that and, and just look through it and, and contemplate some of those questions that are there. Do it yourself. Uh, do it with your family. Um, chase down some of the rabbit trails that you end up on. Um, chase down... Uh, some of the commands in Ephesians and just comprehend the fact that God's given you the power to do these things. Um, I'd encourage you to, to read through these things and, and, and understand what it is that he's given you. But my prayer for you is the exact same. Again, this is going to be my prayer for Uniontown Bible Church this year. And so, in fact, as I close, um, let me pray this over us now. Let me pray. Father, thank you for this precious, precious gift of prayer that Paul has left for us here. And much like Paul reflecting on the Ephesian church, I, I think about my brothers and sisters here at Uniontown. I thank you for my church family. I thank you that um, they love you, that they love other people well. I thank you that they trust you and they, they want to cling to you with everything they possibly have. And God, I pray that, that you are glorious Father would give each and every Union Towner um, the filling of the Holy Spirit that we need to have the wisdom and revelation to have this continued knowledge of, of you. God, I pray that the eyes of our hearts would be open. I pray that as we re review these precious gifts that you've given to us, that we would come to know more fully the hope that is ours, the fact that Jesus Christ has already won the battle that our standing with you is secure and sure because Christ died to pay the price that we couldn't pay. Father, I pray that you would open up the eyes of our heart to understand that, that as you look at us, it's not with regret, it's not with frustration, but it's with delight. And that someday, someday you're going to sing over us and rejoice over us as we come into your presence. And God, may we understand what it means to be filled with the greatness of your power as we seek to live a life that's pleasing to you. God, we're not trying to live this life to, to, to um, earn anything in your sight, but we're doing it out of a, an honest, loving obligation, understanding that you have purchased us. So Father, may we live as your servants and live well. And may we know that you've given us the power to do just that. Again, Lord, 
Would you remind us of who we are in Christ Jesus? It's in his precious and matchless name I pray. Amen. Hey, again, thanks for being with us online this morning. Uh, Again, in just a moment, I would encourage you to jump on uh, to those study guides. Uh, There'll also be links below about some of our previous, in the last four weeks, our four weeks of of messages that are online. Not messages. You don't don't need to listen to me anymore. Music. There you go. Um, The music's at the beginning. So you can listen to some of that music as well. uh, And may that be an encouragement to your soul. Have a great day. Love you guys. And we'll talk to you soon.